All right, today on the podcast, I feel like I'm going to vomit. That's part one. Part two is this has become our unofficial Mother's Day podcast. I think we talk really deeply about our relationship with our mothers, where they were, because both you and I were terrible, terrible teenagers, Yep. to where they are now. A true um, rags to riches story? No, it's... <laughs> It's a, a comeback story. Yeah, it's a, it really is. It's a comeback story. So we've talked a little bit about our, our younger years, and Lauren yeah. and I grew up together um, in our teenage years, and we were both wild and crazy kids, and we talk about the relationship with our parents mm-hmm. and how it's really damaged, especially with our moms, and now yeah. stronger than ever. Well, we also ask for a little bit of advice from parents that might be listening. Yeah. You're, you're a seasoned parent. Help us. We have some questions. Please. and. It's it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. So it starts with Joey almost wanting to throw up, and then ends with Joey crying. So it's, it's a good one today. I cry on today's episode. No, I'm don't sorry. be ashamed. I, I, no. It just came out of nowhere. I, normally, I sweet. know when I'm going to cry, and then I was always like tears. It, so. was, it was sweet. Enjoy this week's episode. Life is crazy, and we get that. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's the Crazy Happy Life Podcast with Joey and Lauren. Well, I don't know how this podcast is going to go because I don't feel well. I think I got a stomach bug now that I don't know if my mind's messing with me, but I don't feel well. Well, our son, he's been, what, he's had a couple bouts of pukage the last couple of days. So maybe there's some. Am I next? It's going to be me. Well, this this is is what I don't know. No, 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 no. You and our son, they're going to be sick. And then I'm going to be getting sick, too. But I have to still take care of you jabronis. So I'm going to be sick taking care lot. of the sick. Well, here's the That's deal. That's how it always happens. So yesterday, our son was sick and threw up like three times, twice when we were at work, didn't throw up when we were home, and then we went on a date, and then he threw up when we were on the date. So our wonderful nanny has uh, just had amazing time with him, with him puking everywhere. Full disclosure, we would not have left to go on a date if oh, he there's... was sick. No, no, no. I know there are people like, why would you leave him when he's sick? Listen, he threw up. Twice, like wee hours early in the morning, he went like nine hours of running around, playing, feeling great, not being sick, blah, 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 blah. So we're like, all right, well, let's go out. And yeah, he uh, chooses to only throw up when we're not home, I guess. So like we went on, today's been pretty normal. Um, We're recording this after we just did our morning show and full disclaimer, this is what I'm trying to figure out. So I had a Mountain Dew. That's all I've had today. And I normally don't have that, so I don't know if I'm, like, kicking on the sugar. Mm-hmm. And then I ate some of these nasty Cheez-Its that Lauren got from the grocery or from the uh, vending machine. Yeah, they're not good. They're Cheez-It. This is not an endorsement by him. It's an anti-endorsement. Cheez-It duos. <laughs> and they taste really gross. And That's so, probably why you don't feel well. Well, this is what's weird. I started to not feel well, but then we were doing something. You looked at me and you said, boy, you look kind of pale. And now I feel like, oh, I am pale. I feel terribly ill. I should have never said it. You never told me you weren't feeling well at all. Like you were just acting totally fine. And I said, hey, you look kind of pale. And ever since then, you're like, oh, I'm so pale. I don't feel good. I Uh, feel pale. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out if this is a uh, placebo or something like that. I I can't figure it out. I don't. So I truly, I don't want to say this, but I don't feel well. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Don't say that. I know, but I'm just telling you how I, I feel light. I'll give you my symptoms, all right? You can diagnose me here on the show. I feel lightheaded. My hands are kind of shaky. You say I look a little pale? You need food. You I need food pale. in your body. That is wanna, what you need. And then my tummy. But I ate so much. We did that date thing, and I ate what? just a ton. Like 15, 20 hours ago. Yeah, but I had, okay, uh, go through what I had. I had a 
Blizzard from Dairy Queen. I had two large slices of pizza, and I had chips and queso, chips and guac, and a Diet Coke. That's why you don't feel good, too. It's a mixture. Your body is craving nutrients. But hold on a second. Don't you think maybe, considering that our son just had a stomach bug when he was throwing up, and now I feel sick, that maybe okay, it could be something? Okay, then that, too. Because I, I, I feel like I it's, not, uh, it's not like food poisoning or something. I don't know. Either way. Well, let's get through this, and then you get to go home and rest. This is going to be a six-minute podcast. <laughs> if you just hear us end the podcast really early, you know that I just— uh, You know. Oh, you know. <laughs> that I just threw up. See, now I feel dizzy. feel like I can't see you. Do I need to take control here? Hold I up. Mean... Yeah, hold up fingers. Let me count them. No, oh, four. Yeah, barely. Yeah, there we go. You're fine. Uh, We're okay. We'll get through it. Question on today's podcast. One of the biggest challenges you've ever been through in your life. Ooh. It's a good one, right? Biggest challenges. A lot. I've gone through a lot. I would say a lot of challenges. I mean, the the number one that I think a lot of people would already assume is infertility. That's been obviously a massive challenge in our lives. Are we taking that off since everybody already knows about that? Yeah, I actually would not put that on the top of my list as the biggest challenge we've been through. Don't be offended. What? You look like you're really? offended. No, I'm not offended. I'm just trying to think, man, what else? I was a terrible teenager. And I think going through my teenagers, I had a terrible relationship with my parents. And I have an amazing relationship with my parents. Now, let me throw a disclaimer out there. My parents had, they did everything right. I just was such a bad kid that I chose to have a bad relationship with my parents. So I'm not blaming my parents. Like, it, this isn't a story where, like, my mom and dad, you know, didn't tell me they loved me. They were amazing. My parents were great. But my biggest challenge, I think, was just being such a dumb, incredibly stupid teenager. And that that stuff, like, I'm glad that I'm not that way anymore, but that would probably be my biggest challenge. Yeah, so just dealing with your parents and trying to balance that relationship yeah, man, with like, choices you made. I, this is sad. Do you know I've probably made my mom cry, like, 20 times as a teenager. I'm not joking you. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing compared to my mom. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like now one up you, but I. You made your mom cry? Joey, I love you and I, I love your mom and I know you guys have built such a fantastic relationship now. I can't even tell you how toxic my relationship was with my mom when I was growing up. So we're kind of the same. You think mine was your relationship with your mom was worse than mine? Maybe our moms need to get together and do a podcast, and then they can compare. So let me just give you uh, an example of my relationship with my mom. Okay. Because there's no, I would absolutely think my relationship with my mom, my mom was worse. Me was it was breaking my mom's heart because I was doing bad things, and so I think that like I feel like your mom, it was just you guys would yell at each other. Mine was like I broke my mom's heart because all of my I'm the youngest out of six, all of my older siblings. I'm not joking you. They were like angels, 4.0 students, never got into trouble, honor roll, honor society, all of these things. Me, terrible student, got in trouble all the time, like did some really idiotic things. Mm-hmm. They could have got me arrested. I could have been arrested probably 10 times. Oh, what? what? Like streak, streaking, you can get arrested for streaking. I've been streaking like three times <laughs> in my teenage life. I laugh now, but you're right. If you're the parent, you're going to yeah. be like, seriously? So my, when I say a tough relationship, mm-hmm. I broke my mom's heart. And she was honestly, do you know my mom tells the story when I was five years old and I was just being mean and I was saying horrible things to her? She literally saw from when I was five. She knew, like it was like some sort of vision or something. She knew. That it was going to be a really, really tough time in my but high school years. But I bet she couldn't see how amazing it was going to be in the end because you two are closer than 
like almost any mother-son bond I've ever seen. Same thing. This should be a Mother's Day episode. We should just, you know what? This will be an unofficial Mother's Day episode because we probably won't release another episode uh, before Mother's Day. But this is this is a great story because yeah. you are close to your mom. and yeah. So that was mine. Mine was my mom had a broken heart. So the podcast today is how we earned our mother's love back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think is our mom's love went away? I think no. my mom would say I'm not trust. angry, I'm disappointed. We earned their trust yeah. back. No, see, with my mom, she and I are a lot alike. And we went through major downs and a few ups, but major downs. I was mean to my mom. I was nasty to my mom. I yelled at my mom. I talked behind my mom's back. I did things that I said I was somewhere else doing. I lied to her a lot. How often did you lie to your mom in high school? Every day. Oh, all the time. Okay. You, you I, I know. I feel horrible about it. And the reason I could speak so openly about it without as much guilt is because I feel like I've gone through that process, that like forgiveness process, mm -hmm. because I was able to share these things with my mom now as an adult. And I think it's made our relationship closer than ever. I think she's a little scorned. Like, how dare you? I didn't know you were doing that when you said you were at Mandy's house, but you were over here. You know, I've owned up to all of the things that I had done. Did you ever say, I wish you were like so-and-so's mom, or I wish I had a different mom, or I wish you weren't my mom? Did you ever use those phrases? Uh, maybe not to her. I remember one time I said, I wish you were like Tyler's oh. mom. I know, I know. This means so, this hits so different now that I have a son and I feel, I mean, he's yeah. what, he's going to be two this year, but I already feel that strong bond between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And to think that there could be a world where he says, I hate you, which will probably happen, right? Yep. It's you know, little kids. It makes my stomach flip. Like I can't even imagine him being mean to me because I adore him so much. And it makes me now realize what a mother's love really means. And this goes across the board for, you know, biological mothers, birth mothers. You've got, you know, adoptive mothers. You have grandmothers who are like mothers. You have aunts. You have cousins. You have nannies who are like mothers. So when I say mothers, I'm saying yeah. a mother figure, okay? But that bond that you have with your child or the child in your life is so strong. And I'm like, it's gonna I, happen. I can't even imagine him not... Liking me. It's going to happen, especially <laughs> that he's a product of both you and I. He oh, is going, we're in for it. I don't know if – I will say, and I don't know how much you can tell about a, a child at this age because he's, what, 19 months? But he is – there's a couple things about him. He's not Mr. Reckless jump off the front flip off the couch. He's never been like that. Not yet, no. And even when he goes downstairs, like, he will literally get on his hands and knees – Back up slowly. He's not a risk taker. Mm -mm. And he's also, he's pretty darn tender and pretty darn sensitive, which you probably got from me. So I don't know if that's going to change. It probably will. When he's 10, he's probably going to be like totally opposite. But there's times I look at him and I'm like, okay, he's got some different, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. he's got some different characteristics that hopefully he didn't get from both of us to where he's a horrible teenager. But it's going to happen. He's going to say something one day. It's going to be, Mom. Hate you. Oh, gosh. I can't even tell you the amount of what feeling goes through my bones when I think about that. And I know there will be a time when something like that happens. And I'll probably call my mom crying. Like, how did you do this? How could yeah. you get through this with the way that I treated you? And listen, full transparency, I will be wide open and honest with you on this podcast right now. I got into a lot of crap when I was a teenager. And I can talk about it because 
I don't feel that guilt anymore because yep. I was able to work it out with my mom and I'm an, I'm an adult and I've gone through that process, but I got involved in drugs and alcohol. I got involved in, you know, smoking and, and different things. Just stupid, stupid crap. Dating boys I shouldn't have been dating. Dating men. Sneaking, <laughs> dating. Yeah, sneaking around. Just doing awful things that I will never in this life be proud of, ever. But you don't and feel guilty like I've been able to overcome through it, right? And I recognize my stupidity. And my question to all the parents listening, maybe seasoned parents who are listening, your kids are older, maybe you have teenagers, as we're preparing for those years, do we share with our kids the type of trouble we got That's into a great question. as a learning lesson to say, hey, I've been through this, it's not worth it? Or does that give them the ammunition to be like, well, mom, you did it. Does it make sense? I think about that all the time. I, I would think about really that like all the time. I would really like to know some, some really good advice from parents that are listening because we're still very new at being parents. I'll give you a, an example of one of my friends. When he was like 14, he could tell, he, his dad could tell like he wanted a party or, you know, you, he was getting mm-hmm. to that age where like maybe one of these nights he was going to try to sneak away and, you know, he was wanting to maybe try that out. So his dad was like, you want a beer? I'm going to get you a beer. I'm not endorsing this. But when he was 14, the guy had a beer in his fridge. And he goes, drink it. Try it. And, you know, he tried it. He's like, oh, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, there you go. So I've thought and about that, too. And then it taught too. him, like, he didn't even want to touch yeah. alcohol again. Because yeah. I obviously want our kids to not do the same stupid stuff that we did. But I don't know if telling them would give them ammunition of kind of being like it's almost like cutting well, you them did slack it. yeah like if they got into it because oh mom can't be that mad because she'll she'll be a hypocrite i think i could easily you could see a 16 year old looking at the parent and saying well if you did it yeah and i also don't want to be the parent and that's fine if you are this parent but like i don't want to be the parent that's like ah oh, kids will be kids they'll get their phase out it'll be fine blah, blah, blah. i did it now, some I don't, don't get the phase out but i don't want i i saw what that did to my life and yeah. i saw that did with to, to what that did between me and my parents, and I don't want that for our kids. So I'm like, how do we balance, Yeah, you know, being a good example, but also having that understanding because I also want our kids to always come to us with anything, it's right? It's a I want really that good open question. Street. Yeah. It is such a good question because I think about it all the time of, do we tell our kids, hey, you know, we did this or we did that, and does that help or hurt? Because I can I can see it both ways. I can also see it being like, man, you have a, you have a opportunity to tell your children about the mistakes you made. And you can say, I've lived both sides and you mm-hmm. don't want to be on that side mm-hmm. of things, right? And maybe that helps them. But also, it kind of gives them, if you did it and now you're telling me not mm-hmm. to do it, why is that? So, Well, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what. My relationship with my mother is now stronger than it's ever been. And I think a lot of that comes with maturity on my end. I've kind of lost those, what do they call, rose-colored glasses or I've... I've mm-hmm. grown up and now I can see clearly as an adult without all the crazy hormones and emotions messing with me as yeah, a teenager. Yeah, that's a good point. But like I can now see the importance of my relationship between my mom and I and now even more as a parent myself, I can feel that. And so now I kind of realize, oh, okay, I was stupid, right? And I was able to talk that through with my mom. But anyway, now we are super close. I mean, we talk daily, if are not multiple talk, no, times a day. No, you talk to your mom at least every day. I feel mm-hmm. like you've talked to your mom like two or three times. All the time. All when the time. you text, my mom's not a texter, so I will call my mom. How often do you think I talk you to my mom? You probably talk to your mom a few times a week. Yeah. Probably, probably f- yeah. three or four. But I will say as far as time spent on the phone, so if I call my mom, let's say I call my mom two to three times a week, 
we'll talk for 45 minutes a pop. You, or longer. You yeah. may talk to your mom every day, but Very your mom's quick. like 10 minutes, yeah. five, 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that that was the biggest challenge. But I, I think what's amazing is understanding that kids will be kids. And I think that'll help us as parents. You know, some, like my parents, bless their hearts, especially my mom, like she lived – I don't want to say sheltered, but she was very protected and very, very, very innocent. Mm -hmm. So when I did things that a lot of teenagers do, a lot of your classic high school trouble, to me, for my mom, it was it felt 10 times worse because mm -hmm. she had never done it or never, never done heard it. of it even. Yeah. So part of me thinks it'll happen. We'll get a call from the school. We'll get something. And it's our son. It's our daughter or whatever. They got into trouble or something happened. Because we've been there and realized, like, I think my mom at times thought I was, like, going to end up. I'm not joking you when I say this. I think sometimes my mom was like, he'll probably end up in prison. Like, she probably just thought that there was no way. And I think we'll have that understanding and be like, hey, we're two people that got our wild and crazies out when we were 15, 16, 17. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, we settled down and we now have a very normal life. And very responsible, a very boring responsible, life. Very boring. <laughs> Watch TV before life. bed at six o'clock. So, so I, like, <laughs> I, I am kind of excited for that experience of almost mm -hmm. having that in my back pocket. And I think any parent listening to this right now that kind of went through a wild stage probably says, "Yeah, when your kids go through it, you at least have that in your back pocket to know, hey, it's not the end of the world. You did the same thing. They can come back. They can do that thing." But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful I repaired my relationship with my parents. And honestly, how did you do it? Like, did you one day just own up to everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually still remember the moment. I was um, in Vegas for my grandpa's <laughs> memorial. There I was at a no. strip club. And I was like, you know, Hang Mom, on. I got to tell you something. <laughs> Hang on. No, it wasn't his memorial. It was his birthday. He was still alive during that trip. So I went down. You weren't with me. You couldn't make it. But it was my grandpa's like 80th birthday. And I went down to Vegas where a lot of my family lives. And I was there for a few days. And I remember my mom and I were driving a rental car because neither of us lived there. And we were driving to like my cousin's house or something to drop something off. And on our way back, it was, it was late at night. We're driving back to the hotel. And I just kind of laid it all out there. I just had this impression, this feeling that... I needed to open up to my mom. We At this point, we had an amazing relationship, but I never really kind of owned up to all the crap I yeah. put her through. Was it one of those situations where she probably knew that you were doing yeah. bad things in high school? Yep. You knew it, but you guys never yep. brought it up. Yep. So when I brought it up, she was like, yeah, yeah, I kind of suspected. Yeah, yeah. But then I got into like the detail of some of the trouble that I got into and some of the specifics that I lied about. And that was quite shocking for her. She yeah. actually didn't realize as much as I thought she did, but she kind of had a hunch, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think she felt really grateful for that talk. I mean, she wasn't mad at me. I mean, I was a grown adult at this point, you know, in my 20s and yeah. living on my own and married. So at that point, it's not like she could <laughs> punish me or ground me, but I think it was a really good adult conversation to have between mother, daughter, where we kind of were like, okay. And I apologized. And I remember I cried and I just said, I'm so sorry for lying to you and, treating you poorly and this, that, and the other. And, and she was, you know, really receptive of that and then apologized for stuff that she might have done or said like when I was Dr. growing Phil up. like Dr. Phil moment, yeah. man. Without the yelling, screaming, pushing, who's the father Well, that's stuff. what's nice. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you were in high school and did that, it probably would have been like you're grounded, you know. But, I mean, you had 
X amount years. of years after oh, high years. school. Yeah, I'd probably been graduated at least a yeah, decade Yeah, mine was at that more, point. I really, my older sister, when I moved out of my house, I was, I was uh, 15, moved out of my house. And I remember I kind of talked to my sister. My sister, I think it's because my parents love them to death, but they were a little more naive of that stuff. Because, And rightfully so. They probably just said, we've had six kids. Five of them have been amazing. So we just assume that our kids tell us the truth. And all my five older siblings did. did. I Honestly, I don't even know if one of my older siblings can tell a story about lying about where they were and going to somebody else's house when they went somewhere else. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think they were that good of kids. Mm-hmm. And so my parents probably always took that for face value. So my sister could tell. I think my sister was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm younger, I'm she more hip. She cried a little bit more. And I remember telling everything to my sister. And I felt so much better when I realized I needed to get that off my chest. Because, man, it's tough. It's tough when you feel like you're trying to be someone for your parents, you're trying to be somebody else. And then, obviously, my parents got involved in all that. And... I think what was amazing is once I decided that I didn't want to live kind of that life anymore, mm-hmm. for my parents, it was like, okay, like I'm, we're on your team. You know, not like they weren't on my team before, yeah. but they were, they were so supportive of, all right. And my, my mom does, you know, we'll, we'll share stories every once in a while. And my mom, I can still tell, like, it was a tough time, mm-hmm. but I know that my mom loves me. Probably even more than well, she, she ever has. She doesn't even think about that. Yeah, anymore. she doesn't even think about it. And she just loves me for who I yeah, am. Yeah, and here's some advice for teens that might be listening and kids that might be listening who maybe you're going through something. I can't speak for every parent, but I will say that there is something special about a child that can open up to their parents. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, your parents will be so grateful for it. I know that I had this great conversation with my mom later on in life. But if I had that conversation with my mom, like through the thick of it, I think my mom would have appreciated that and we could have gotten through it together. Because so many, so many kids, I was that kid, oh, my mom's going to kill me. Oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. You don't want to say it for fear of getting in so much trouble because you're like, my parents are going to kill me. And then when you think about it, and now me as from a parent's perspective, even though I'm just a new parent, I keep thinking, man, if our son was getting into any sort of trouble. I would want him to tell me so I can help him. Mm -hmm. I want him to open up to me. And so if you're going through something, maybe, maybe your parents are going to be on as hard as you, as hard on you as you think they might be. And maybe they will be a little more understanding and loving. I mean, I can't speak for every parent. No, that's a good point. Cause I think back and I'm like, man, so much of why I didn't want to tell my parents is I just thought, I always thought of, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. And that caused more pain and more more stress and more anxiety trying to keep that all hidden than just oh, being able to keep your story that, straight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We probably could share stories about like trying to remember, okay, I what said this I and this is what I'm going to do and, so bad. and everything. And mm-hmm. now that I'm a parent and I think of our son, it would break my heart if my son felt like, well, I don't want to tell my dad and I'm just going to keep, yeah. I'd be like, no, let's talk about it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about it and own up, but uh, I'm with you. I honestly, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for all of my other siblings and I know I'm the youngest and maybe, you know, my life isn't as chaotic. I mean, most of my older siblings have multiple kids now and their lives are extremely busy, but I would maybe venture to say, I talk to my, my mom and my dad more now 
and we have more intimate conversations. I mean, real, I talk to my mom and my dad and, and have real good conversations and a real good relationship. Um, maybe than anybody else in my family, to be honest with you. I just, I, I'm not like, I think that there is something to be said about seeing where I came from and where I am now that my parents really appreciate, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I do think that the relationship I have with my mom especially is super special. And I'm, I'm grateful for her. Gosh, dang it. I hate this. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just kids. It's okay. Love your mamas. Love your moms, man. And moms, love your kids. I know, But I, I don't even feel like I need to say that second part. I've never met a mom that doesn't love her kids. I mean, it's just, it's, I see the way you are with our son. And, like, that love is this infinite thing that I just, I mean, I love our son. But I see, I, I mean, it's just, it, it's something that mm-hmm. I can't explain. And I can't, I can't explain the bond between a mother and a child. It is it is unbelievable. It is special. out of this Mom, world. Moms are special. All forms of moms, however you come, whatever type of mother figure you are, I think you're exactly right. The, there's something special. did become a Mother's Day episode? I don't know. I don't it's know. just morphed. Gosh. And you're feeling okay? Up. You I haven't thrown up? No. Can I be <laughs> honest with you? All I keep thinking about is I'm going to throw up later today. <laughs> oh, no. I know I am. I've been putting, I've been holding it together. Oh but, my uh, gosh. All right. Well, maybe we end it here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I bet you, um, by the time you're listening to this, yeah, I maybe have already, uh, thrown some cookies or I said on uh, our morning show, call the Ralph on the big white telephone. That's, That's so what it's disgusting. Any I've other, any other, I don't even know what we'll title this episode of this podcast, but it's, but it's been good. I think mm-hmm. the one thing that has made our show so successful, I think our morning show in particular is, both of us, because of our past, are 130,000% comfortable with who we are. I think because we've lived a, a, mm-hmm. you know, such a life. Anyway. Yeah. No, I think you're right. We are an open book, as we always have been. So uh, don't Why forget do I to— I always cry and you don't? <laughs> I, I've cried. I cried almost every time we talk about our infertility and babies and stuff. Anyway. But, um, yeah, don't forget to— Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate it. And you can find us on social media at Joey and Lauren Show. Reach out, too, if you have any questions about anything we talked about on today's podcast.